Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome back to the best hair in all of podcasting. What podcast? Lord Taco, Barry Quarter. I'm Brad. Welcome in to yet another episode about very little. Barry Taco, <laughs> how are you guys? The show that won't go away. Yeah. <laughs> Please, yeah. God, go Please, away. Please, God. Yeah. How are you guys? <laughs> I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, you know, uh, what is that going on behind you? Wait, you're not on the bus. Taco, what's happening? No, this is uh, this is where I do the uh, Twitch streams from. Oh, my God. We're inside of his homeland. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> There's going to be a little blue princess on that screen right behind him. Yeah. Keep watching. A blue-haired mom blue-haired will bro. pop out of a closet any moment now. <laughs> blue-haired hey, mom. Hey, Barry, do you know what's crazy? How long have, have I known Taco? I've never been to his house. Wow. That's Isn't a good that one. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I've never been there either. Well, it's like, Barry, well, you, you'd have to leave, you'd yeah, have Barry, to leave the state. <laughs> yeah, Barry, it's a different state. You're not coming. <laughs> um, but of all those times, like the only thing I think I did, I they showed up to your, your driveway once. I think that was about it. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Did he meet you? Uh, Did he come running out? Did he come running out and meet you? Yeah. Yeah. I actually went to Brian Stone's house the other day and he wouldn't let me in. He said, I'll be out. uh, Text me when you're here. I'll come out. Yeah. Taco (laughs) wouldn't let me in. He sent one of his ladies out. He sent one of the ladies out to get me. Um, And the thing about Brian's house is, is that uh, the reason why he won't let you in is that, you know, he's got some sort of body in there. I mean, he has got some sort of. I'm not saying he's Jeffrey Dahmer. I know what you I mean by body. I think he's cutting up some sort of raccoon in there in some form or fashion. I know what you mean by body. <laughs> yep. Uh, I've been in his garage. That's the closest I've gotten. I think I picked sounds, up the carpet. Boy, all of that sounds really sexual. Everything yeah, that you just said what, sounds very oddly. Oh, I got in his garage and picked up this carpet. That's, Picking up that's, carpet. That's what you mean by body. There's somebody in there, and he can't remember her name. <laughs> he doesn't want to have to try to introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'd let you in, but I don't know her name. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to go through this whole thing again, and I have no idea who this person is. That's so good. Uh, by the way, I'm wearing a jacket. Let me take this jacket off, guys. Yeah, you're looking a little sexy music, sexy music. Little businessy. Now you look like a, a priest. What do you? There? Do you look like a priest? Yeah. What? What? What is that? 
What? It's a black shirt, Barry. Is that like okay? Off, off-duty pre- makes me nervous. Put the jacket back on. Wait, <laughs> wait. Makes a me a little nervous. Did you, did you say an off-duty priest? <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, type. It took the collar off. Okay, wait a second. I know, but uh, you you are the Catholic one. You and you can tell me what's right or wrong. But is a priest ever off-duty? No, technically no. But, like, but when that to, when the collar loosens, they're kind of that's about as close as they get to off. They get duty. some off priest hours, so they hit yeah. up the clubs and throw yeah. some dollar bills yeah. down. Pop that collar. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> get some beer and go cruising for babes. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Means Sermon's a different over. thing. Time to go drink. <laughs> totally different meaning for pop that collar. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I yeah, I, I'm learning more about the Catholic faith as I. Uh, I live and breathe. Uh, so, I guess that's the show. Uh, we'll talk yeah, to you good guys talk. next week. Good yeah. talk, yeah, as good, always. Good, good, good seeing you guys. Uh, so, what do we have this week? What do we? Uh, what do we want to explore? What kind of topics do we want to dive into, Dad? Well, I, by Dad, I assume you mean me. I think. Uh, I think I'm kind of excited. Who else would I be talking to? I want. Well. I don't know. Has, has anybody else acquired the dad nickname <laughs> in this room? <laughs> I'm willing to pass it on. Um, I'm actually excited. I'm excited about next year's festival season. I've uh, we've had several conversations within what the last ten days, and uh, I think Russ and I and you. I know you and I talked, and then Russ and I talked, and uh, I think we have some pretty cool plans in place, and I, I'm I'm ready to to. Get wait, ready for you, next year. Are you wait? Do you, are you booking a festival? What kind yes, of what kind I'm, of plans are you talking about? It's going to be on my front porch because I'm never leaving okay. the house. Uh-huh. Uh, no, <laughs> no. We have some ideas for the show that uh, I'm pretty excited about. Uh, we kind of launched one this week, and um, I, well, the first question is, and it always is the first question: How does this affect me? There's not a lot of work for you. Oh my God! Then I'm in. That's I'm why in. it's gonna work. <laughs> oh God, I've never been happier in my life. That's good why news it, is the work's already done. The work oh is God, already done, better. and uh, that's why it has a chance. We don't have to rely <laughs> on. <laughs> that's why we it has a chance. What we're gonna do? Uh, we've been talking with the folks at Consequence, and then among ourselves, and we've realized we've been doing this four years, going on five, and we have a lot of great material uh, in the bank. And so, what we're gonna do is go back. No and money, but material. Different kind of bank. <laughs> Got cash. It. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. No money. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, we're gonna bank go. Is empty. <laughs> Somebody's bank is not. Somebody but ours is, is. Not, but ours is. We're going to go back and listen to some of our previous shows and pull clips and um, and uh, put those out as bonus material on during sort of this quiet time. I mean, let's be honest. There's mm-hmm. the big festivals are done. the The rumor mill will start up pretty soon, and then in January, typically, we'll announce. They will announce rather. We'll start getting festival lineups, and uh, that's kind of the beginning of our next season. But we thought we have all this material, and it's all, I call it evergreen. It's it's just as relevant today as it was when we did it, you know, with band interviews and industry people interviews. And so we're Well, the only, I mean, maybe not our Bonnaroo picks. Maybe that's not the right, most. Right, no. 
No, or yeah, line at disappointment. Uh, let's go back to my 2020 picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go back to that or, you know, uh, who's on the lineup or who's not on the lineup. Those things won't. But but when we interview a band that is on, you know, a 2019 or a 2020 lineup, we didn't necessarily talk about that year's festival. We talked to the band about their music, so it's still still relevant. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we're going to start putting that stuff out and uh, so we how did much, it. How, like how much content are you talking? How many, like how long are these little snippets going to be? Two, three, four, five minutes. I think five is probably a good number. Well, you know, if it's five minutes, we could call it a high five. See, I think that's a great Ooh. idea. See? We could call it the uh-huh. what podcast? And high you said five. I didn't have any responsibilities here whatsoever. You're the idea guy. You're a giver. You know, if you, in fact, if you had, t- if you did two, Maybe it's a five-minute and a five-minute. You had a ten-minute segment. You could call it a double high five. Double high five. See, uh-huh. that's why you're the. Uh-huh. That's why you're the man. Cash or credit? It will be cash or credit. Yeah. <laughs> Show up, give the idea, and disappear. Yep. Yeah. You <laughs> drop come up with the idea. Yep. <laughs> uh, we got to do the work. Bye bye. We got to do the work. Every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, You've I'm just excited about my it. entire career. That's right. been my entire career for And look years. at you. Look at yeah. you. Look where you are uh, now. No, I love that. I love that idea. Um, uh, the uh, the other thing, too, that I would like to chronicle probably is maybe, you know, in the corner of the screen, you maybe give like a hair rating, you know, what Barry <laughs> is for that day out of a, you know, out of a five, maybe Barry's a four, and of course I would be a five. Um you know, yeah, well, it'd be how it'd many be PBRs a, Taco was into. I was getting ready to say it'd be a whole lot like oh, Taco's PBR ratings. Never, yeah. never a, less than a four. Never a five. It's, yeah, it's a four. It's a four. <laughs> it's four out of five. I mean, it's just PBR. Okay, out of that, you know, that's a great point. You know, you put one of these out last week, right? And it was with Ashley Caps, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm sure Taco, you listened to it, you watched it. Out of five, how many stars do you give that snippet? That was a five. Oh, wow. I thought um, it'd be a four. I thought they'd always be fours. It's not PBR. No, it's even better than PBR. <laughs> how about that? We still haven't even won an award. How is there not some sort of like podcasting, you know, festival podcast award not, you know, been given to us? I mean, isn't there like the federal podcasting commission that could you know call us up and be you know what we've we've looked at every festival podcast there is a universe exists. out there but you have to pay to get in it's like five hundred dollars uh, to enter back yeah. to that I, money yeah. bank thing i i think we deserve a blue ribbon we do <laughs> wow can you, you know even, what i mean i think that every put episode that on the logo we need to figure mm-hmm. out if it's a blue ribbon episode i love that <laughs> maybe it's a you know you have to tell us. You have to tell us if it's a good enough episode, Taco. Yeah, I'll review them. I'll, okay. Uh, I'll let you know my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> my thoughts. And then maybe let us know if the episode is a baby or not. <laughs> Clarify yeah. just in case if it is a baby or not a baby, because sometimes in this digital world, I have no idea. Boy, let's hope it's not a baby. God. I always hope for no babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, as, talking though, uh, I, I agree with him. I thought the... Ashley Cap's episode was a five, and uh, I think mm. it's relevant because he talks about the importance of uh, Bonnaroo and what it meant. I mean, when we talked to him, this was in 2000, and 
18, but we kind of talked about the beginning of, of the festival, 2003 and four and, uh, and what it meant. And it's kind of funny. Um, you know, I had introduced you to him at forecastle and, you know, you made a comment that, uh, that got a pretty great reaction from him. You, you said, thank you for saving music. Um, I mean, I, I told him the truth. Yeah. Um, because if, if not for Bonnaroo, there would be a lot less bands with an opportunity. Um, you know, it rejuvenated the entire festival scene that would take over the next decade and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, not just the festival scene. And I think he and you make the point that, uh, people like us wouldn't know about certain bands if it weren't for festivals. Portugal, Portugal, the man, I think was the example. Uh, and that's the truth. You know, it became the, the festival scene created this, this attitude of, I want to know what else is, I want to discover something that I don't know about. And that's yeah. not where music was at the time. And so it's, I thought it was a great answer and a, and a really good interview. And uh, Well, I mean, I'll be totally honest. I mean, I, I would never have fallen in love with with Alabama Shakes the way that I fell in love with them and, and Brittany, if not for Bonnaroo. Yeah. Um, no way I would have found Courtney Barnett. No way I would have found Black Keys. No way Bahamas, I would have found Cagey Elephants. My uh, Morning Jacket Elephant. for me. Sure, I mean, sure. You know, those guys, uh, they weren't getting a lot of air, radio airplay. They're now huge. I mean, imagine... Mm -hmm. Imagine them without the festival scene. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I thought it was an important conversation. Yeah, I mean, you you get in front of you get in front of a crowd that you never were able to get in front of uh, before. Um, yeah, you know, and and, and then it, it rejuvenizes. I'm sorry, rejuvenizes an industry like mine, who you know looks around and, and especially at that time we didn't have streaming numbers to go on. We had to go by you know a lot of times uh, gut a little bit of research and then. Ticket sales, you know, who's selling tickets? And, right. and if you if you think that, you know, at the time, Alabama Shakes is going to sell a ticket, uh, <laughs> give me a yeah. break. Uh, but then they get on a festival stage and all of a sudden they get exposed to a completely new audience off to the races. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. It turns out I tend to bloviate just a tad bit on occasion uh and so you're you could you could rightfully accuse me of maybe overstating it a bit but you know i think that you understand the thread the point that i was trying to make oh i thought it was i thought it was spot on and ashley's answer is is spot on and not to pat ourselves on the back though that's exactly what we're doing uh we've had some great interviews with people within the industry that he, he you know ashley being one of them uh, there's a lot of other ones, uh, from artists to industry people, and and we just thought, man, we we need to find a way to to get that back out there. And in a, in a short way, you can listen to just five minutes, and, it, and if you're interested, you can go back and listen to the whole thing. We'll have links and all that sort of stuff. So good, um, yeah. Uh, especially if you just found the show, if you just started listening, you know, last right, year or something. Exactly. We, we, we do have a lot of content that we want to try to bring up. And a lot of inside jokes that you're going to have to catch up on uh, because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, we have really hit the gas on the inside jokes. Yeah, there's uh, a whole vernacular to learn. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Is, and if you love it festivals, it's a, uh, we hope you love the show. And, and, and again, to give Taco a bunch of credit, uh, he's re he continues to tweak the website. Uh, you've added some new things just this week, right? I have. Uh, we have a search now. Uh, because we've got so many episodes that 
sometimes Ooh. it's hard to remember what we've gone back to talk about. So search them up. Um, we've added some little timestamps to certain episodes that have Ooh, like key time moments to go in. Yeah, big time. Ooh, that is that's very clever. Look at you. <laughs> uh, the search feature is nice because I have no idea what we've done. I have no earthly idea. I mean, Barry brought up an interview earlier today. I was like, I don't remember doing that. Yeah, I know. Me either. Yeah. We're, uh, we're up to like 130-something episodes at this oh, point. Oh, God so almighty. You, you're yeah. kidding me. No, no. Stop it. Yeah. Five, I'm sorry, but seasons. neither one of you is that interesting that I want to hear 135. I mean, we, blew, we blew past our 100th episode and did do anything special? Correct. Oh, wow. man. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Wow. Sort yeah. of like your Christmas present. I can just do it late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit the next 100. How about that? <laughs> um, all right, so... Uh, outside of the we we got a clip for today. Are we going to do a high five today? Yeah, but I don't know what it'll be yet. Okay, good. That's a good. Love, that's a, we're going to have one. We'll All we'll right, definitely yeah. have one. I think uh, I think Russ and I, uh, Brad, you won't have to do anything. So you know. Oh God, just keep saying that, and I feel I so much better. I think Russ and I we're going to figure out how to how, what it's going to look like and all that. So we'll definitely have one for today, and then uh, we'll probably do these what for the rest of October and a little bit into November. And then we are currently lining up uh, pretty cool guests to kick off uh, November. been talking with some of the folks over at Live Nation about some of the plans that they have for next year. And uh, we're going to have some guests on our show that will announce uh, some big changes that they have in store. What and, do you mean? Uh, you're being you're being awfully vague. I, I am being I vague because they're still trying to work out the details. But who is they? People at the, the folks at Live Nation, the people that put okay. on Bonnaroo. Okay. Uh, some of the same people that we talked with uh, from Moon River, the local Chattanooga festival. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of Live Nation C three AC Entertainment. Um, we had. Uh, good experience with that and out of that we've been having some conversations and and they want to come on our show and talk about some big changes that they have planned for next year and okay that also is part of the reason i'm i'm kind of re-energized about the whole thing experience i you know i was thinking about it this week we we talked about heading into 2022 Bonnaroo that this felt like a reboot kind of year that because of the pandemic and all the different the economy all the different things that it just felt like this was a a year that uh, people who put on these kind of events were gonna take stock at the end and figure out what worked and what didn't work and I believe that is the case. I think that's, and I, I know I mean, I'm being I, vague, but uh, I think I think that you're right. Well, yeah, you are being vague, but I do. I think that you're right. I I just do. I just, I don't know if I'm as confident that it's going to get any better next year. Um, I do think that you know Bondaroo is going to have a much better year, and uh, maybe Coachella still be fantastic, and you know the When We Are Youngs are still going to exist and pop up. But I, I just I don't know if if the the ground changes and shifts all that much when it comes to this kind of stuff um you're you talking know, about think, like think, the numbers the big one the, the fact that there are so many and they're all going to change you talking no, about the, think, these I, I specific think, I, no i think i think you're still going to get lose a lot of festivals and it's still oh, to I this day very very hard to do in fact 
weirdly enough, my company just announced a beach festival in Miami. And I, I mean, I, I was just on the periphery of a lot of the planning of it um, with no real responsibilities whatsoever. Just like I like it. And <laughs> I uh, the show. Yeah, I know. It's perfect. And and I watched how, you know, difficult it still was even to this day to find um, the right artists at the right money. Everybody is so booked and everybody is trying to get what they can. And it, I'll be honest, it, it hasn't stopped even through next, the first of next uh, year. The first quarter okay. of next year is just as busy and just as overloaded with five, six, seven holds in some rooms. Um I don't know. I, I don't know if it lightens up, and I don't know if it if it gets unclogged. I just don't know. I don't disagree with that. Uh, it's a macro versus micro thing. I, uh, I I guess I I agree with you. I think we'll probably lose a lot. I think that the economy will fix that. The market. I guess what I'm thinking of well, is we the, have too many to begin with. Correct. Uh, what I'm thinking of is the ones that will survive, or the ones that t- are taking a really hard look at how they do things as it relates to the fan experience. And the ones who figure it out and fix it are the ones that are going to survive. And, and I guess that's where I'm coming from. And we'll, we'll talk about that. I mean, I, yeah. you know, we, we have, the reason we do this show is because we've all agreed that that's what we think Bonnaroo has done. Well, they look at things from a, a fan's perspective, um, and from what I'm hearing and what I'm gathering, they're they are taking a hard look at that, and we'll see if it works. I mean, they yeah. they still, you know, they're they're the ones who are asking people to camp in a field in Manchester, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that you're asking a lot, uh, and I think they're trying to figure out how to how to make that work and more appealing and. They're going to come on our show and talk about it. So good. Yep. Well, they're they're welcome anytime. Um, as are any festival organizers that would like to come on and chat. Uh, we'd love to have the content. I uh, promise you, you are going to be welcome here on the What Podcast. Any and all festival coordinators, organizers, bookers, accountants, <laughs> ticket takers, car yeah. parkers, valets. We'll take them all. Just we'll be take funny. Them all. Come on, be yeah, funny. Just, just be funny and no <laughs> hugging. Um, so there's other, uh, there's another thing that I, I thought that we wanted to to bring up. Oh, yeah, but uh, about your vagueness, though, um, you're you're dancing around. You said changes. What what kind of changes are you speaking of? Barry Structure. I, uh, it, this will not. I don't think we're going to talk about lineup B type of things uh, at this point. But uh, uh-huh. just just how it's organized. Um, from the fans' perspective, so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get in. I don't think I can get into it any more than that because there's still okay. a lot being hashed out. But uh, it will be significant. Well, I mean, if if I mean, you haven't said anything to me, but if I had to guess, I mean, I think that there are probably a you know three to half a dozen things that the normal Bonnaroo, even the guy that didn't go, uh, can probably go down the list and say, yeah, that's probably what they're going to address next year. Uh, I think that some of these are, are low-hanging fruit that we can all sure. probably assume are going to be fixed. Unless yeah. you're completely, you know, uh, blind. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what was the biggest topic last year? I mean, I'll go ahead and what was the biggest chatter last year? 
the second toll booth or the second yeah. entrance. I bet that gets fixed. Yeah. I would I yeah. would be very comfortable hey, by the way, in saying by the way, I bet that gets fixed. <laughs> yeah, by the way, what was the um did, what, did we talk about this or not? How did you guys like the jam tracks? We never used it because it, it the word we got was it was just so awkward. It was a singular What do you mean? It was it was a singular loop. And it was I don't understand. Uh, uh, so it was just I mean, a it loop. It sounded like it was a hamster wheel. Well, it, it was so. Oh, you're talking about the loop around around the camp area. Got it. Okay. So if you got on at say Plaza One, you had to go all the way around the ten, and it took you know you could have walked it in that amount of time. Really, oh, and it okay. filled up. Right. I mean, Russ, you probably heard from more folks than I yeah, did. I, I also think they didn't have enough. Uh, vehicles to, to yeah. get everybody around so the wait times were a lot longer yeah so i mean <sighs> great in theory and, and it's something that can yeah. can just get better just get fixed yeah, yeah. have them go in two way i mean there's all kinds of mm -hmm. you know yeah. a lot of it is real some of that is probably related if you remember to staffing you mm -hmm. know the numbers were so low they didn't have the same number of volunteers and gates and all of that so you know in your in your opinion and you're probably reading between the lines in the conversations that you've had do you think that they know that do they know a cause to why the numbers were down last year do you think they know why i think they have theories absolutely okay absolutely but, but yeah and but it, yeah and it, quite uh well i theories mean theories are one thing do they know what well, everybody has theories. I mean, you can theorize all you want to, but a company that big, they're not they're not doing dollars and cents based on theories. I think they have a really good idea. Yes. Okay. Yes. And well, if they do, cause the reason I ask is if they do, um, you know, that's an easy thing to identify as something to be fixed. Yes. Okay. Yes, and and quite honestly, uh, I think I think a lot of it. I felt a lot of that, what you're asking, at our Moon River Festival. Which, what do you mean? With, as we said in, in our last show, what, three, four weeks ago, when it rained out, they came immediately and announced we're going to oh, give yeah, refunds, yeah, yeah. and then they right. gave them within eight days. Right. And they, you know, fixed that Sunday night thing. Now, the Sunday night thing was a, partly because they had Drew... Holcomb, who was the curator, and you know, there, and it was a small town. It was a small event, but the the thing that I took away from that was they knew they needed to do right by the fans, and they did. Um, yeah, and also I'm sure they had a staff that was um, large enough to handle the size of the festival, which yes. wasn't that big to begin with. But it was the 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 staff wasn't a concern. And, you know, to be fair, Bonnaroo kind of came, I think, I know it sounds crazy to say. I know I'd, I'm going to get blistered for this. But it kind of snuck up on everybody. Yeah, if you're a company that is running, you know, 17 other festivals, 50 other different music venues, you know, uh, and something's already been well-worn in the past and it's been taken care of and easy-peasy for so many years and then all of a sudden some new operators have it and then they look around in the calendar like, oh, I guess we should um, 
Hmm. That's yeah. now, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and things get missed that way. Yeah. There's a lot that there's a lot that happened in those two and a half years, and and uh, the word I got was we've learned. We learned. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And and the other point is to I keep bringing up Moon River, but the other point is it's the same people. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the exact same ten, but three or four of the ten. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's the it's the same organizations. It's, it's kind of crazy to think that the same person that that issued somebody a refund at Moon River is probably the exact same person that issued a refund at Bonnaroo. <laughs> two years ago you know um it's not it's not like the uh the job responsibilities change that often you know well in actually in some ways back to your earlier point from a minute ago it kind of did because they switched companies and there was a lot of moving parts and we were coming Mm. at yeah so i think i think what i'm hearing and what i'm gathering is they sort of sat back said we we need to get a handle on this again and mm-hmm. uh, and what do we do and how do we make this right and uh, mm-hmm. that's what i'm hearing i mean i'm i'm hearing Good. positive well, i mean stuff. that sounds positive yeah that that's what positive. i'm hearing well you know obviously the what is it the proof is in the tasting so we'll see but everything i'm hearing is uh i know everybody says it's in the pudding but it's actually the tasting of the pudding you gotta you gotta <laughs> anyway well, that's deep Lord Taco, put it on the board. It's another one. It's another one. Write it down. (laughs) It's not just the proofs in the pudding. It's the tasting of the pudding. I mean, for a guy that has these sayings that really don't make any sense, the (laughs) exquisite level of detail you have placed on this specific one is kind of (laughs) odd. It's a little out of character. The proof is in the tasting. You want to know my favorite one? That everybody says that's wrong. Mm. Um, and I can't even remember it. Good. Nailed it. I just went blank. Right. Okay. I'll think of it. Keep talking. I'll think of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one that will never, it'll never get right. You know, I know I've heard it now too many times. You know, at the time when I first heard it, I said to myself, what did he just say? <laughs> But when our campmate about seven years ago looked around and was explaining to us about something, he was he was fishing in a creek oh, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And he looks like, I mean, it was assholes to elbows back <laughs> assholes there. And I cocked my head and I said, it's a what? I had never heard that before in my life. And that spurred an entire weekend of oh us gosh. just making up ridiculous... It's like wearing moon boots in the desert. You know, it became the most ridiculous analogies that you could make. Hard as I've laughed in forever. I've never heard that before in my life. And, you know, unfortunately, at the time, I was, you know, just trying to be a dick. But now I've heard it so many times. Yeah, it was funny. (laughs) Yeah. The one I was trying to think of is have your cake and eat it, too. Uh The actual saying is... Eat your cake and have it too. Well, that changes everything. Well, it does. Oh my god, it does. <laughs> now I get it. Now it makes sense. You can't eat it and still have it, but you can have it and eat it. It makes think about it. There you go. Boy, you're blowing my mind. I'm a giver. I'm giving you guys something, something to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 
right. Um, I feel like there. I really do feel like there was something else, and I and I've totally lost what it was. Uh, let's talk lineup just for a second because okay. recently Dead and Company put out their uh, summer tour, and they're booked on the weekend of Bonnaroo, so they're probably a no go. You know what? Got dates. I'm glad you brought that up. The other thing too, you know, I made some pretty forceful demands a couple weeks ago, and uh, I'm gonna be zero for one. Because uh, Rage Against Machine, that's not happening. I mean, that dude, that dude's leg is not going to be ready in time for uh, for Bonnaroo. So, man, I, I'm stunned because you were, you know, you your 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 plea was passionate, logical. I mean, forceful. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe they didn't make the call right then and there. I guess you're not going. Yeah, that's, you know, that's tough. Didn't work. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, R.I.P. Um, Brad, because I, uh, I just, I, I, I blew it. I blew it. Oh, for one. Um, well, you can't, you can't eat your cake and have it too. I guess. Yeah, you can't, you can't break your leg and go to Bonnaroo too. So, uh, the, uh, the other thing too was, so there's Rage, there's uh, Dead and Company, and oh God, I thought there was another one that came around this. Week. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. You mentioned uh, guests earlier today. Man, do I think that I'm really close to maybe the biggest guest we've ever had on this show. Don't, uh, don't I, tease. I, don't tease I, me. I really shouldn't. I, I shouldn't jinx it like this. But, I mean, it's been said to me that it is such a sure thing. And whenever somebody, by the way, whenever somebody in this industry tells you it's a totally sure thing, I never buy it. I totally. Yeah, it usually, means, totally usually means he's going to get fired within the next four weeks, doesn't it? Well, it, it usually means that I'm saying this is a totally sure thing, so you'll stop asking me and I'll come <laughs> up with an excuse why it won't work out later. Yeah, um, I, but, I had it arranged, but somebody else screwed it up. That's, yeah, yeah, I get Man, that. it is going to be such a big get, and it will, I mean, Taco, what would be the one mom that could come on the show that you wouldn't be able to talk to like if there was a celebrity mom that was like i just i can't speak i'm so flummoxed there's no way that i could a muster a word mom? yeah are there celebrity moms i mean angelina jolie's a celebrity mom. rachel bilson is a celebrity mom well they're celebrities who are moms I guess. okay you know what i'm saying god okay. on, it's just like trying to <laughs> we're splitting we're gonna to split hairs <laughs> that's our new thing <laughs> Point, point being is it's going to be so big, I don't know if Barry will be able to muster words. Uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't tease me. It's going to yeah, be big. Don't. I'm counting on it. Don't uh, we'll get see. Barry's hopes up. It's we'll going to be my Christmas, isn't it? You know, I've got some really, really good gifts ready for you. By the way, <laughs> we talked about this on the air. I, I, have, I have come up with an idea for Taco's birthday slash Christmas. And I've told Barry, Barry... Your thoughts? How good is it? Oh, it's a it's a it's a home run. There there uh, might be tears. Okay, there, there might so, be actual oh, tears. Oh yeah, there might be tears. So so years <laughs> ago, before. years ago, I uh, the re, I, and there usually I are. It took yeah. me it took me about a year and a half before I knew Russ's actual name. I I only ever knew him as Lord Taco. And so uh, one day for Christmas, I decided to uh, look up how to be a lord. How do you actually get the, you know, thing of how do you really legally become a lord? So you have to own property in England to be a lord. You have to be crested by the government and uh, own a piece of property. So I went on one of these websites and I bought Russ a five foot by five foot plot of land 
on Hogan Manor that he is officially just, you know, on the uh, one caveat that he renounces his American citizenship <laughs> and he can then become the lord of this piece of property and officially be Lord Russ Jackson, hence Lord Taco. So, yes, you are yeah, legally yeah, a lord. That's true. Should mm-hmm. you want to say goodbye to your friends, family, and country. Now, that <laughs> gift was great. See ya. Barry, Barry, do you think this gift is better than the the lordship that he was? Well, I I would just say that 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 gives people listening an idea of the bar because that's oh, pretty yeah. good. That's yes. pretty yeah, good. That's, yeah. So, um, yes, yes. Wow, wow. It's a tad more expensive. It's a tad more expensive, <laughs> but it will be worth it to watch Russ. And it will be a show thing. It'll be something that a, we can do at, with the show. Absolutely. Okay. So it's yeah, not that's just why it's a benefit. So that's it's not just better. a benefit for you know Russ, but it's a benefit for you, the podcast listener. So you know, if you want to make this dream happen, um, you can Venmo me. Because I desperately need to fund this idea. Why, why are you getting Venmoed for my birthday? Uh, trust me, it'll be worth you'll, it. You'll be so. It'll be so worth it. But yes, right. anything you can offer me at Brad Stinks on Venmo to make this birthday slash Christmas present happen um, would be appreciated. It would have to be in the spring of next year. I think it has to be in the spring of next year. Okay. You keep saying birthday slash Christmas. Those are two different things, and right. neither of them are in the spring. <laughs> I know that, but if I can present you this gift at Christmas for the yeah. spring, then oh, it see. would be. I see. Oh, yeah. okay. It'll All be right. a it'll be a handwritten coupon. Dear Russ, here's your gift. It's like an IOU. <laughs> okay, guys, right. I have. Okay. I'm not trying to be Mr. New York all of a sudden, but in one show, I have heard the word vehicle and coupon. Coupon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how do you say it? <laughs> Vehicle and coupon. 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 Yeah, those are wrong. Look at this idiot. He doesn't know how to say vehicle. All right. Uh, anything can't else? Even, can't, even, can't even say calliope. Okay. I know. Love it. Uh, what else do you want to get into? Anything else before we go? Before no. before we get into the, the the next high five. Yeah, just yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what it's going to be. <laughs> you and I know, right? together. Yeah, we'll, Me too. We'll all find out together. Yeah. We'll all find out together. Go to thewetpodcast.com and oh hey, there's oh, yeah. merch. There's merch there too. We didn't even mention that. We still we have T-shirts. Something we probably need to mention too. We don't do a very good job of saying this, but rating and reviewing always really helps. Um, Absolutely. You know. You know. It, it's first off, if you have nothing nice to say, then I would just you, know, you don't need to say yeah. anything. Uh, but you know, a a proper. I would say I prefer the five stars. But if you would like to go the Lord Taco route and just give four, I'm okay with that. Four stars is very respectable. Can always okay improve. With the four star. Always room yes. for improvement. Um, so yeah, if you rate and review, uh, it helps. And, and, and it, tur- it turns out, and I was, uh, talking to somebody who does this for the company, but, um, 
There's a difference between just rating and reviewing. Just rating is not good enough. The rating almost is is nice, but it really it's the review that really hits the algorithm better, right? So if you have both of these things, then the algorithm sees the podcast and it populates it in more places. And the more places that we are populated and the higher we are in the level, that means more Venmo money for me so that I can produce this A-plus level Christmas present for us. Make this happen. It, it, it's all about me. Yeah. I, I'm trying to make it all about you, yes. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into this, uh, this uh, high five, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks, and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. And for anybody that hasn't ever been to Bonnaroo, the thing that is is remarkable is a couple of years ago, five years ago or so, these things didn't exist. So now you have something to do uh, pretty much all day and all night, and it becomes in and of itself its own its own festival, its own individual thing, which um, I I gotta imagine can end up getting a little pricey. Uh, at what point do you start saying, ah, we're just out of money? <laughs> We've given you enough. Go ahead, <laughs> at the beginning. Fun. That's me. <laughs> About six months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because you guys really um, spare no expense. And the reason I ask that, like, you go to the, the House of Love, right, uh, a couple of years ago. The, the place has done phenomenally well. You guys do not – it doesn't feel like you miss a detail. And it, it – what I've always loved about Bonnaroo is that when you go to the user experience inside the festival, you can't really find a place where they've missed a, a, a tiny detail. And you guys really pay attention to those outside into the, the, the festival grounds or into the campgrounds. And I got to imagine at some point you're like, well, how can we just do this for free? Right. How can we just arts and crafts our way to making this work? And I, that to me requires an amount of energy, bodies human beings, hands, creativity that, you know, can't all be done with, you know, just, you know, three or four people, right? So, I mean, totally. It's it's definitely a heavy lift. Um, we're very lucky that the Palombine team, including Bobby, has some really, really awesome relationships. And so it's a balance, right? Like, obviously, we have a budget, but then we have a huge plethora of artists that are already playing the festival that hopefully, because Bonner is a little out of the way, a lot of them are sticking around for the weekend and see these opportunities as something exciting and different and a great marketing moment for them. And so it's a little bit of both. It's working with Bobby and their team to figure out how we can use their relationships and people, you know, artists on site that are reaching out to them that might want to do something different or like, hey, we're going to be there all weekend. Is there a way to get a little bit of extra cash? Um, and then obviously some of it is just is just kind of going for the big ones and just seeing if we can figure out a way to get them to understand what it is and do something different than what they're normally used to doing. I want to come back. Um, 
Sophie to to the plazas and all of that. But I want to ask Bob some of the same questions. Is it Bobby or Bobby? Which do you prefer? Oh, either one's fine. Bobby's fine. Okay, you got it, Robert. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I want to ask this sort of the same question because uh, I think these two things – the the events, the experiences in the plazas and the other stage and the EDM um, are two of the bigger changes that we've seen in the last four, five, six years. Right. It's really thrown a, a breath of fresh air into the whole made festival. a huge right? difference, and that's what I want to come back to. But I want to like, let's get caught up with uh, Bobby and the and the EDM stages. What was what was your charge? What was the mission that they said go do this? And do it well, for, like Brad said, for for free. <laughs> no, I'm sure they well, didn't. You know, it's it's interesting because some of the most legendary and most talked about sets out of Bonnaroo in the last ten years have been those from the electronic acts. You know, Pretty Lights. You know, until six in the morning. Um, Dead Mouse late night. Uh, Bass Lecter late night. You know, some of those sets are 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 categorized as the most legendary performances of, of the history of Bonnaroo. Um, so it was only natural to, to kind of give that space its own area within Cineroo. Um, and the first three years of, of the, of booking this stage, it was, it was very much an experiment, um, trying to figure out what the Bonnaroo audience was interested in. And we didn't want to just assume that everyone liked the same thing. Um, so we booked a little bit of everything. Um, you know, we booked the first year, probably, you know, uh, an act out of every single subgenre that we possibly could to take, you know, take the, the, the crowd's temperature. Um, but this year I feel like we, we really, zeroed in um and it takes a lot of of communication and working in tandem with brian and 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 steven and and sophie to really present a a coherent offering um you know we can't do what we do without communication so um you know i need to know what's going on on the other side of the park just as much as brian and steve need to know what's going on with the other stage so it's all it's all one unit moving towards the same goal so i'm not over there just booking on an island another what podcast high five to see more of this and more of our interviews with a spectrum of artists influencers podcast people Go to thewhatpodcast.com or the What Podcast on Twitter. Is it the What Podcast or the What Underscore Podcast? It's the What Underscore Podcast because mm. somebody already took the name the What Podcast. And well, I'm sure he's get. I'm sure he's getting a lot of mileage out of it. Yeah. They haven't posted since 2016. So. <laughs> See, he's he's so yeah. good, so good. Yeah. All right, let's talk to you next week. Consequence Podcast Network.